NLT version here, which I will read to you. Then the Lord said to Elijah, go and live in the village of Zarephath near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. So he went to Zarephath. As he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks, and he asked her, would you please bring me a little water in a cup? As she was going to get it, he called to her, bring me a bite of bread too. But she said, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house, and I have only a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal, and then my son and I will die. But Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you've said, but make a little bread for me first. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. There will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. So she did as Elijah said, and she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this Sabbath day. Father, I ask that you bless this message. Speak through me. May it uh, feed many, move many, inspire. And may we all um, feel blessed to face another day. In your name I pray, amen. Amen. So, um, so Todd <laughs> got me up here. <laughs> He is to blame for this. <laughs> um, hi, Todd, if you are on. Um, so my name is Raquel Pierre. For those of you who don't know me, um, I am a member here at Advent Hope. I've been here for over 20 years, I would say. Um, I met my husband here. I got married here. My children <laughs> are, are growing up here. Um, so I would say I'm very much a part of this community. And at first when Todd asked me, he asked me a year ago to, to preach, I said, uh, no, that's not what I do. But this time when he asked me, I felt more prepared uh, since it's about uh, embracing your calling. Um, I felt more prepared to speak about that, uh, especially when it has to do with community service. So the title of my sermon today is The Importance of Serving Others, Embracing Our Divine Calling. Why is serving others so important, and why does the Bible place such a significant emphasis on it? As we delve into this topic, we will discover that serving others is not merely a good deed. It is a divine calling deeply rooted in the teachings and actions of Jesus. Just as Christ selflessly served during his time on earth, we are called to do the same. 
as we were created in God's image. In Matthew 20, Jesus is shown as the model volunteer from washing feet to healing the sick. Jesus dedicated his life to serving others. His actions reflect the importance he placed on service during his earthly ministry. In Matthew 20, verse 28, Jesus emphasized that he came not to, ser not to be served, but to serve. His purpose was to inspire us to serve him and one another, sharing love with everyone we encounter. So this wanting to serve others, I believe, is within us all. We were created to serve others with our talents, time, and other resources that God has provided. In the business of life, our focus on family, friends, and work can lead us astray. Neglecting our calling to serve can harm our well-being and spiritual connection. I believe it can affect our moods and our heart. But God always works to bring us back to what is important and bring us back to our calling. He speaks to our hearts through the Holy Spirit, guiding us towards the path of service. Have you ever heard someone say to you, God was preparing me for this? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. He's preparing all of us for some kind of service. Listen, I am standing here today because of how God guided my life through the Holy Spirit. He can do it sometimes where something just doesn't feel right or you feel like something is missing in your life. He is always guiding us along our journey to where he wants us to be. I must say, I have an exciting past. Not saying that my life is not exciting now, <laughs> but it was a journey for me to get here. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my background. Some people already know. So I am coming from a background of being in the music industry where I worked with rappers Wu-Tang, Mob Deep, Big Pun, to name a few. I was just starting out in the work field. It, uh, it was my third year in college. And the idea of serving others was not my focus at the time. I mean, I remember seeing my grandmothers serve others in every way when I was growing up through sharing the little they had with the people in their community and helping out at their churches. But it never dawned on me that this was the way. Get it? The way? Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> I moved on to a career in fashion PR where I worked with Queen Latifah, Kmart and David's Bridal right out of college. I did this for a couple of years, but then I started to get the feeling that it wasn't it. I was not happy. I wanted more, but I was not sure what that was. So I thought maybe it was my work. And so I left my job in search of something more. I ended up at New York Life Insurance, which was supposed to be temporary, but I ended up staying there for over six years with three promotions leading me to manager, and I was being prepared and groomed to be an executive. You would think that would make me feel satisfied, right? Well, it didn't. 
After a while, that feeling came back where I felt like I should be doing more with my life. Now, I have to note that through all these great careers, my focus was on family, friends, and work. New York Life is a great company to work for, and I'm not saying that. They didn't pay me to say that. <laughs> but I remember they have a variety, they always have a variety of volunteer opportunities for the staff, but this meant that you would have to leave work early to participate in whatever activities there were. And I was so engulfed in work that I could never make it to those volunteer opportunities. And as I became more successful at work, I started to feel like something was missing again. I was unhappy. Even though I had these great things happening for me, there was a void that needed to be filled and God was speaking to me through people, sermons I would listen to, even fortune cookies I would open had a message about leaving, you know, stepping out on faith. There was always a message that it was time to move on and change my focus for the better. I think something happened to the widow of Zarephath when she met Elijah. The story illustrates how God prepares us for service. And I just read the Bible verse. Um, the verses, so basically, we, we went through the Bible verse where Elijah was sent uh, to the widow of Zarephath, and he asked her for a bite of her bread, which she mentioned that she did not have enough to share with him. Um, but Elijah told her, don't be afraid. Go ahead and just do what you've said, but make bread for me first. So these verses are saying a lot. At first, I was looking at it from the standpoint of Elijah being a servant, but the widow also had it in her to serve. She was just focusing on her situation, rightfully so, right? I mean, she was a widow. That means, of course, she lost her husband. She was living in poverty. I would think that her focus was her family, right? her and her son and how they would get by each day. The verse states that she was preparing the last bit of meal for her and her son so they could eat and prepare to die. I assume she was feeling hopeless and lost, but God knew she would serve Elijah. The verse said he instructed her to feed him. Through it all, God was preparing her for this encounter. God sends Elijah to change her focus from her situation, and despite her dire circumstances, the widow served Elijah, leading to unexpected blessings. Now, I, also, I wanted to also point out that Elijah ended up living with the widow and her family for a while, creating a little community, causing her to focus not only on her immediate family, but also someone else who became like family. Serving others shifts our focus and fosters connections within our community. Now, I am not saying if you go out tomorrow and serve your neighbors, you will receive a blessing. Please don't say Raquel told me to, you know. 
But there is something that happens when we serve others. Serving others brings us joy and happiness, as exemplified by the Apostle Paul's words. In Acts 20, Paul is at the last part of his missionary voyage, and he is giving a speech to the Ephesian elders. In verse 35, he tells them, I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. When you give, give of your time and services. I believe your blessing could come in the form of having more joy and experiencing greater happiness. Service is rooted in God's image. And when we serve, we experience something beautiful. Jesus is our example, and because he served, we have the power of the Spirit guiding us to do the same. When we turn the focus from ourselves, our situations outside of our immediate family, we feel fulfilled being in the community, working together, and serving our neighbors. This all sounds beautiful, but it is not easy to do, right? Finding time to serve can be challenging, especially in demanding circumstances such as work and kids. I have heard so many people say, there is no time, but I wonder if you ever had that feeling you should be doing more or where you feel disconnected from everyone else? Talking about disconnectedness, I have come across so many articles about COVID and how it has changed people's view on the importance of helping others. The focus has changed to taking care of you. Self-care this, self-care that, you matter, etc. Yes, this is all important because you have to be your best to serve others. Well, do you? Hmm. I will come back to that in a minute. But I came across an article that Todd had shared from the Washington Post in December titled, Why Aren't Americans Volunteering? It talked about nonprofits across America finding it harder to get people who are willing to donate their time. The need for help has increased and the number of Americans who volunteer continues to decline according to reports from the Census Bureau and organizations tracking volunteerism. This shortage has affected, has affected firefighting companies, animal shelters, mentoring programs, and senior services. According to the article, Many people who used to volunteer were the older adults, and they decided it was too risky um, to continue volunteering because of the virus. Then you have company policies that changed because of the allowance of, for their employees to work from home. So this made it harder, harder to organize participation in volunteer activities. It also mentions some factors that affect whether people choose to volunteer. People with higher levels of education are more likely to volunteer, as are married couples and parents who have children living with them. 
Younger people, on the other hand, are waiting longer to marry and have children. Many college graduates are carrying a student loan burden that forces them to work more to pay the bills and leave less time for volunteering. The research goes on to state that the most commonly cited reason why people volunteer is because people ask them to volunteer. Wow. Would you have known there was a shortage? But what's also interesting here is that the article lists what most people are focused on, right? The singles wanting to meet someone and get married. Hey, I understand. No offense to the singles. And the graduates with student loans working harder to pay bills. We also have inflation, wars in other parts of the world, so many things to change our focus from what matters the most. When we begin to focus on ourselves, it sets us apart from the community and we lose that connection with each, each other. It also causes us to lose sight of what community is and the importance of serving our neighbors, hindering us spiritually. We all need each other. We were created in God's image to use our gifts to serve others. Remember, I had asked the question, if you have to be your best self to serve others? Yes, it is important to take care of ourselves. But while you are waiting, waiting for that job, waiting for an answered prayer, for that health result, for that love to come along, it is good to turn that focus on your neighbors. God provided this opportunity for us because of what it does to our heart. And in serving others, God leads, leads us to other opportunities. Despite obstacles, the act of serving our neighbors can lead to spiritual fulfillment. Of course, I had to research if there were health benefits to serving others. I am an integrative nutrition certified health coach, something you don't know about me, well, some. And I love to talk about the health benefits we can get from anything. My husband can tell you that I have been driving him and the boys crazy with this. But according to Harvard Health, Research shows that volunteering helps people who donate their time feel more socially connected, thus warding off loneliness and depression. Volunteering has positive implications that go beyond mental health. A growing body of evidence suggests that people who give their time to others might also be rewarded with better physical health including lower blood pressure and a longer lifespan. What? What? When I read this, I was amazed at the benefits, especially the blood pressure part. So many stresses today that causes us, could cause us to have high blood pressure. My friends, you know what this means, right? We have something so good here. Serving others is a gift from God that benefits both the giver and the receiver. 
It aligns with God's plan for our lives, guiding us to connect with others and experience his love. Wow. Praise God for his working us and his blessings upon us. Even when we are lost, focused on the stresses of our life and the day-to-day, he sends the Holy Spirit to work on our hearts. We are wonderfully made so that he can in turn, like Jesus, touch the hearts of others, so that we can in turn, like Jesus, touch the hearts of others. Sorry, just said, yes. Touch the hearts of others and remind them of the beauty of the Lord through our service. This reminds me of the lyrics from the song Canvas and Clay, which Nick will be singing a little bit after I am done. But I'm going to start you off. I'm going to prepare you a bit. Um, Sing a little bit of the chorus. This is one of my favorite songs. You make all things work together for my future and for my good and you make all things work together for your glory and for your name thank you lord so i stand here before you today to say it took me three years to get the courage to leave my job from New York Life. It was bittersweet, but I knew God had more in store for me, and he showed me signs, but that's a story for another time. Fast forward, I was a stay-at-home mom with two younger boys. They are not young anymore. (laughs) The focus was family and friends. I did get involved with some school activities, And for a while, I was good, but there was still a need to figure out what I was supposed to do. During that time, I was going to Advent Hope and getting more involved in various activities, which was great. But what stuck with me the most and opened me up to a world of blessings was doing volunteer work with the church. I will never forget my first time helping at Yanhas, which is now called the Urban Outreach Center. They used to serve dinners every Tuesday in the hall of the church located on, I believe it was East 74th Street. What happened, what opened my eyes were the people. They were experiencing homelessness and came out for dinner every week. They made that dinner so special for them. There was live music, and they were served like they were royalty in a restaurant. I saw how the individuals lit up from being served. The smile it put on their faces to have a kind face give them a full meal. To have someone to talk to without being judged on how they looked or smelled. It was a beautiful experience I have never forgotten, and it stayed with me where I wanted to go back. I started to think about how I could use my talents to help, maybe help to cook dinner for them sometime in the kitchen, 
That feeling that I experienced came from what Jesus had modeled for us. And through the Holy Spirit working me, serving others became a part of my focus. Now, I can't turn it off, and some people will tell you that is true. I'm always looking for ways to serve or to help others. The beautiful part of serving others is that you can start at any time. God wants us to be in a relationship with him so that he can use us to be of service to others so they can feel that love that he wants us to have. He takes us along our journey, bringing us to where he wants us to serve. You know, a funny thing happened to me when I first started to position here as director of community service. I was doing research on some organizations and I came across one located on the Lower East Side. They worked with senior services. And as I clicked on their volunteer page tab, uh, volunteer tab, and was directed to the page, I noticed three familiar faces on their volunteer page background. They were my coworkers from New York Life Insurance. And this is 10 years after I, no, six years after I left New York Life. Immediately seeing those faces took me back to when one of the individuals would ask me to join them in volunteering. But as I mentioned, I was always busy doing so. When I saw this, I was in awe because it dawned on me that that was when God had used that individual to plant the seed. That seed that would lead me to where I am now. So for those who want to volunteer, if you don't know where to start, pray for guidance and seek out organizations that align with your interests. Look at how you can participate in your church. We have a lot of uh, need for volunteers here at church. We have fellowship meal. You can help with serving. You can help with cooking. You can help with greeting people at the door. There are a lot of needs for volunteers. Know that you are needed in God's plan and your service will lead to immeasurable blessings. So my friends, Serving others is not just an option, but a divine calling that reflects God's image within us. Just as Jesus selflessly served during his time on earth, we are called to do the same. By embracing this calling, we find fulfillment, strengthen our community bonds, and experience God's love. Let us remember that our service has the power to transform lives, starting with our own, as we follow the example set by Jesus. I pray that whatever or however you choose to serve others, you will be blessed beyond measure. Amen.